Hello, you all. Welcome back to Gen Alpha Talk. And today, I have things to do when you feel burnt out and tired of life. So, without further ado, let's get into it. So yeah, I get it. Life can be tiring at times. It seems we live in a society that glorifies being busy and normalizes being overworked, overwhelmed, and burnt out. As a uh, as a kid myself, it's really easy to get caught up in the mundane of day to day schoolwork of personal and professional like duties or obligations it's super easy to become overly exhausted by our daily duties as an empath or helping professional it's also very easy to feel compassion fatigue which can also lead to burning out quicker burnout whether at home or work is avoidable if you're willing to prioritize some self-care self-love and self-maintenance if you're feeling tired of life overworked or overwhelmed here are four simple things you can do today Number one, reevaluate your calendar and quit comparing. Being quoted as booked, busy, and blessed has become quite the trend. So, when I do my schoolwork, it's with my new classmates. It's often difficult for me, uh, for them to recognize when they're overworking themselves. It's as if any blank time or free time on their calendar or schedule must be filled or else they feel inadequate, lazy, or underproductive. So, uh, I often uh, reevaluate my schedules. What I realize is that there is a level of comparison that occurs for me and us. They tend to feel as if uh, they're quoted keeping up with the Jones. By keeping a generally often filled calendar, they often fear a sense of judgment, shame, blame, or guilt if their calendar isn't as filled as their neighbors, colleagues, relatives, or friends. Additionally, they feel a sense of unworthiness if they're not meeting the perceived expectation of those around them. So I just often just tell myself to get out of the of, of my head and get back into what my body needs. Remember, just like what we think of others is none of others' business. It's also none of our business what others think of us. Letting go of cognitive distortions that show up, such as mind reading, what others think of us can be a huge help in reevaluating their calendars and schedules. Additionally, remember the quote, comparison is the thief of joy, can also support you. Understand that it really doesn't matter what you do, uh, what so-and-so is doing, Versus what you need to do for you. Take a hard look at your calendar and reevaluate what things are necessary. Reassess your wants versus needs. So I tell myself, you can't try to put a buffet on a little tapas plate. So why overload your schedule for the purposes of filling in gaps in your schedule with unnecessary tasks, events, and perceived obligations that you seriously don't need on your plate? This is literally self-indulged burnout and it will manifest in not only the mental and emotional bodies also the physical bodies as physical conditions or ailments and cause psychosomatic uh, symptoms when you get too overwhelmed and overworked so when you're done uh, listening to this episode be sure to go reevaluate schedule most importantly quit comparing number two set boundaries and say no Part of being able to reevaluate your calendar means being able to assess your boundary setting skills. Remember that sometimes we have to say no to good things so we can say yes to greater things. 
when we have difficulty saying no, our schedule gets overfilled with things that are truthfully unnecessary, don't serve us, are not mutually beneficial, or things we generally don't want to do. Releasing any guilt, shame, blame, and or judgment that shows up from saying no and keeping boundaries is a key. A coach can help you work and store through this, or you can use what I call mindful mantras or positive affirmations such as I know my heart and I know my intentions to help support and or release any guilt associated with saying no, especially with loved ones. Remember that while setting boundaries is key, it's also just as important, if not more important, to reinforce your no and the boundaries you set each and every time. Unfortunately, some people will try to take an arm when we lend our one hand. So it's very crucial to reiterate, reiterate your boundaries and keep saying no every single time. We truly do teach people how to treat us. If you're setting boundaries and not reinforcing them or going against your own world, you are literally teaching people that your word is not your bond. It's similar to seeing the kid in the grocery store of the parent who sets boundaries, stating they're not going to get any candy near the checkout line. Then the kid has a tantrum, and out of fear of judgment from others or guilt, the caregiver gives in and goes against the boundary they initially set. That caregiver just taught that child that when they say no, there are loopholes. This kid now learns that no doesn't really mean no. Remember, the only people who become upset about the boundaries you set or when you say no are the people who directly benefit from you not having a boundary in the first place. Setting boundaries and being able to practice saying no is going to be crucial in avoiding burnout in life, whether at work or at home. Number three, schedule self-care, self-love, and self-maintenance. When we're overwhelmed, overworked, and on the verge of burning out, we need to stop and not only reassess what we are putting on our schedule, also stop and assess how much self-care, self-love, and self-maintenance we actually have carved into our routine. If you have ever been on airplanes, the flight attendants always advise you to put on your oxygen mask in case of emergency. Like when it's an emergency, you, uh, the flight attendants like, will say, I don't know what they call it. When, when you get first board the plane, they'll show you how in case of an emergency. So before you help someone else with theirs, I tell, uh, I tell, no, I mean, the self, sorry, I messed up. Uh, the flight attendants say that to, to, uh, to put your own oxygen mask first, then help someone else with theirs. So yeah, the, the flight attendants tell that and remind them they can't pour from empty cups. With that said, what do you actually have on your schedule that is in fact filling up your cup and serving you before you serve others? Do you have a morning routine or a night routine dedicated to you? What are you doing daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly to tailor to self-care, self-love, and self-maintenance? You can't just schedule a nail salon or hair appointment and think that alone self-care. It's actually self-maintenance or of the physical vessel. What are you doing to self-care for all four bodies, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically? Self-care can be choosing to take a mental health day or spiritual health day and take yourself to the beach while well, self-maintenance can be scheduling a manicure or a pedicure and self-love could be scheduling time to be compassionate with yourself practice positive affirmation scheduling a good uh, shower or a yoga session for yourself where you literally uh, hug yourself and something like that in the last post savasana so yeah the do nothing days have to be treated like appointments. 
If your boss asks you to take on another project that requires off work hours, or if a friend invites you last minute to an event, you really have to say no because on your calendar you made a commitment to yourself to do nothing. You must treat that appointment like a literal obligation you can't mess your flag out on. While you're taking a look at your schedule, be sure to not only carve in self-care, self-love, or self-maintenance. In addition to this, be sure to carve out do-nothing days. This will help to alleviate some burnout and the long-term effects such as exacerbations of mental health including depression, anxiety, or relying on substances to cope. Sensory deprivation is number four. In today's society, we are on sensory overload, we sit with devices on all day long, overconsume things via our sight and sound. When we are feeling overwhelmed or burnout, out, somatic works. Emotion regulation and distress tolerance techniques such as mindfulness by st- stress reduction practice, breath work, uh, social media and digital detoxes, and literal derivation of the senses can be very helpful to calm the onset of burnout. Sensory deprivation tank therapy. So over the years, there has been an increase in wellness studios with uh, sensory deprivation services such as float therapy tanks that can help to support stress relief. Float tank therapy is a small tank or open pool of water with Epsom salt, which is also known to having healing properties and health benefits. The Epsom salt in the water creates buoyancy, so no worries about sinking. The idea is to place the body in sensory deprivation mode while floating in the water. Some sensory deprivation or float tanks offer blue LED lighting, soothing sounds and dim lighting to help support the decrease of external stimuli versus full sensory deprivation. The goal is to be able to wean off the use of the overcompounded senses such as the five senses or feeling, touch, taste, smell, hearing, and sight. While decreasing sight and sound is optional, it's very beneficial for the body to alleviate or decrease external stimuli. Grounding sensory deprivation technique. If you're not open to trying float tank therapy, uh, grounding sensory deprivation technique is another technique I would recommend in times of overwhelming feelings related to burnout. Here's how to do it. One, sit quietly. Two, ground down the four corners of your feet into mother earth or the floor beneath you. Three, take some slow deep breaths. Four, place one hand to the heart and one hand to belly and breathe. As you inhale and exhale, notice your natural normal breath and the rhythm of the rise and fall of your belly and your chest. Five, tune into the present moment by inviting your energy to be here and now, inviting your energy and thoughts to be here and away from what you have to do after this and away from what you were doing before this. Six, scan your five senses, what did you hear, smell, see, taste, and how do you feel? Seven, now take the palms of your hands and slowly and place them over your ears to decrease the use of the sense of hearing audibly while still focusing on your breath. Eight, allow yourself to sit here for four slow breaths. Nine, now allow, uh, take the palms of your hands, gently put them over your eyes without apply pressure to the eyelids and allow your eyes to change the pause and rest as you sit here for a few moments. 10. Continue to notice the rise and fall of your belly and chest with each inhale and exhale. Do this as many times as you need to throughout the day. If you feel comfortable, try this activity in a quite dark space for a few breaths or minutes. Uh, feel free to set a timer. 
So if you're truly feeling tired of life, I highly recommend consulting your primary care doctor and or seeking support from a mental health professional and to help you navigate life. As always, I am here and here. Namaste. So that's the end of my episode, and I hope you guys had a great listen. Now, Jen Alvadok will say thank you. Hit the like, subscribe, share button, and namaste. Goodbye.